This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to Undercovered Ops, week number five. We are here. Last week, we talked a little Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Now, of course, with the New York Giants, Sterling Shepard was out. Darius Slayton was out. Kenny Galladay was hobbled. Kenny Galladay actually had a good game. Kadarius Tony ended up with nine targets, and we warned you about that. We have not been fans of Kadarius Tony at playerprofiler.com. Of course, he comes out with a 21.6 breakout age out of Florida. We didn't love that. He didn't do anything till his senior year of college, but that comes with things, right? He went to the senior bowl. He was nice. He was a good player. He was great at Florida, but it was just, we wanted that early output in college and we just didn't give it to us. 4.38 pro day, 40 yard dash, 96 percentile burst, 76 percentile catch radius. He's a stud and he can play ball. And that's what we love now about Kadarius Tony is that he was given the opportunity, gave him the trust fall. He caught us. He caught us. We like Kadarius Tony in situations, though. You're not going to go out there and play him every week. If Sterling Shepard comes back, Darius Slayton comes back this week, we're not going to go out and start Kadarius Tony. But you can now trust him in those situations. He looked very, very good last weekend. And that's positive. No, it's something positive to take away from him. When in, in prior months, we were not fans of Kadarius Tony. We didn't think that he was going to really pop off in the NFL. So very exciting news for Kadarius Tony. Let's go to Atlanta for Daryl Patterson. Everyone's talked about Cordero Patterson, haven't they? He's the number three running back in fantasy football right now. RB3, literally behind Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler. Josh talked about that on Monday. It's a, it's a known thing that Cordero Patterson is getting half the snaps of Mike Davis. And he's the RB3 in fantasy. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. But Mike Davis still get 13 attempts on the ground. Cordero Patterson, six. And Wayne Goleman, six carries on the ground, 29 yards rushing. Almost outproduced Cordero Patterson on the ground. Where Cordero's eating is in the air. Obviously, we know that. Cordero coming in as a receiver. Now he's playing running back as a receiver. We love it. We love it. At receiver, though, it's just Calvin Ridley. He's getting 13 targets. He isn't doing much at all with it. The next guy in line, we're not looking at Olamide Zacchaeus. We're not looking at Tajay Sharp. Tajay Sharp did run seven routes in the slot out of his 14 overall on 19 snaps. He's just kind of the guy there at number three. Right now it's Kelvin Ridley. He's got 14 slot routes leading the team in slot routes. Kyle Pitts is second with 13, and Olamide is third with 11. Those are the three main guys that are out in formations. Kelvin Ridley, 72 snaps. Olamide, 57. Pitts, 52. And then Hurst, 46. So they're using Pitts. All over the formation, slot, X, tight end, you name it, he's there. And Hayden Hurst is also on the field. This week, Kyle Pitts is priced down $300 on DraftKings at $4,700 below Gronk. Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant. He gets the Jets at 9 a.m. on on Sunday morning in London. 
So that'll be a big one. I think Kyle Pitts is, is due for that. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Nine targets this week, second on the team, four receptions, 50 yards. Look for Kyle Pitts to finally break through. That's not an undercovered thing, but he just hasn't done it yet. We're waiting for it. He's been the generational talent, the generational prospect. Now let's see you put it on the field. Back to the Jets. LaMichael P. Ryan was rumored to come back last week, this week. I don't think he's going to make the trip to London. I don't think he's going to play this week. So again, it was Michael Carter, led the team in carries, 13, Ty Johnson, 3, Tevin Coleman, 4, and Zach Wilson actually had 3 on the ground as well. Carter had 38 yards rushing, 10 routes to Ty Johnson's 9, Tevin Coleman's 3. This is something we've been talking about week after week. Since week 1, Tevin Coleman led the team in opportunity share, 41%, to Michael Carter's 27, Ty Johnson's 31. Since that week, every week has been a growth for Michael Carter, 45, 60, and then 60 again this week. It looks like that's going to be about where he's going to land, 60% opportunity share, and then the second guys in line is going to be Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson, 22%, 18%. Last week it was Ty with 40% because Tevin didn't play. Tevin comes in, splits that share with Ty Johnson, and that's just kind of how it's going to go. It's going to go 60-20-20. That's what the splits look like in New York. At receiver, Braxton Berrios, we warned of this. Jamison Crowder finally comes back. Braxton Berrios is nothing. Berrios was playing in that Jamison Crowder role. That's why he got all the targets. That's over with now. Jamison Crowder comes in. Ten targets from the jump. Elijah Moore was out. Corey Davis also six targets on 27 routes leads the team. And then Keelan Cole is operating as the number two slash three in this offense at receiver running 22 routes on 34 snaps, four routes in the slot, and four targets. He had a deep ball late in the game. He ended up with three for 92 yards. Jamison Crowder, eight for 90. Corey Davis, four for 111. Zach Wilson whether we like to admit it or not, has been making a lot of plays. He looks pretty good, and now he's playing Atlanta. This Atlanta game, I wish it was in Atlanta. I wish it was in the Dome. This game could be a 45-42 game. Like It sounds ridiculous, but this game could have been a big game if it was in Atlanta in a Dome. I don't trust the idea of them both teams traveling to London and then putting on this big extravagant game. It should still be a good game, but two bad teams. We'll see what happens. Miami. This one's kind of weird because Miles Gaskin was so efficient last year and he was so good. And now this year, week number four, seven snaps. Selvin Ahmed, five snaps. Gaskin gets two opportunities. Selvin Ahmed gets five. Three rushing attempts and two targets on five snaps for Selvin Ahmed. Malcolm Brown leads the team with eight attempts on the ground and one target. This running backfield is it's a mess. We we don't like this at all for, for Gaskin, obviously. And then Malcolm Brown is not going to be a guy we're going to play anywhere. So I'm staying away from this backfield altogether, especially with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. He doesn't look at running backs anyways. At receiver, Will Fuller goes on IR with a broken finger. The three receivers you're looking at, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Albert Wilson is operating as the number three, 18 routes, four in the slot. Jalen Waddell is the main slot in Miami right now. Four targets, three receptions for 33 yards all in the first quarter. Next to him at slot, it's Mike Gusecki. If, if Gusecki's not a tight end, which he was on 32 snaps, 15 were in the slot. So he's 50% of the time he's in slot, 50% of the time he's in line tight end. 15 slot routes for Mike Gusecki, six targets, five receptions. Gusecki, man, he just continues to be a dude. Like it's it's so weird because he'll go 0-0 and then all of a sudden he'll go for 20 back-to-back to back weeks. He's currently the tight end 11 in fantasy. He was 11 this year, 10.6 fantasy points per game. Literally last year, 10.6 fantasy points per game, finished as tight end number eight. And then in 2019, 9.1 fantasy points per game, finished as tight end number 13. So this is what Mike Kosecki is. He's going to continue to be this. He's probably going to end up a top 12 tight end in fantasy football. Uh, but, you know, 
with less than a 70% snap share, six targets, 12 targets, six targets. It feels like he's going to be touchdown dependent to be a true starter in fantasy, but you can see it happen. Like week one was, it feels like an outlier. He had two targets, no receptions, no yards, but he was also playing New England. He's only in on 40%. That was what we talked about this week number one or week number two on ops was they had like five tight ends rolled out week one. Now, but down to Gasecki. Gasecki's out there for 32 snaps, 23 routes. The next best in line is Adam Shaheen with six routes, Durham Smythe five routes, Stephen Carter one. So there's nobody pushing him right now. We hope that was, he was Hunter Long, but nobody's actually pushing him. So Gasecki, you can now start him every single week in fantasy if you have him. If, he might even be you can you might even be able to add him in redraft right now in certain leagues because guys, I mean, I'm seeing leagues with Daniel Jones for free. He's quarterback six. You can get him in redraft for nothing. So doing that all day in the chat. Drop Miles Gaskin for J.D. McKissick. Yes, sir. Opportunities king and McKissick's getting opportunity, and we've already seen Gibson banged up. Green Bay, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones split rushing attempts. Aaron Jones has 20 more snaps, but they split rushing attempts, and Jones gets four targets to Dylan's one. We don't love this, but again, Aaron Jones is not going to crest 75% opportunity with Dylan there. So we love the efficiency that Aaron Jones brings, but when he doesn't bring it like this last weekend, 15 for 48 on the ground, and, and A.J. Dillon goes 15 for 81 on the ground, and he runs a third of the routes that Aaron Jones does, but he still scores more fantasy points. It's kind of annoying, but it, it's going to come with – Aaron Jones. You're going to have those weeks where he scores 10, 15. You're going to have those weeks where he scores 35. That's what you get. Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb ran as the only three receivers on the field. Sam Brown ran two routes. Amari Rogers ran one. Yuck. Adams did what Adams does. 11 targets. Next in line was at Randall Cobb. Like Cobb's going to be very viable and we needed to see it first. Obviously, we didn't trust it. Coming in from Houston, it was like Rogers wants him. But what is he? Is he going to be a third down specialist? Is that, you know, what 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 do we got here? He's 31 years old. He's running 50% of the snaps. But Cobb can now be trusted. If MVS is out, if Lazard is out, if Adams is out, Cobb is a guy that Rodgers knows can be at the spot when he wants him there for first down. If you, you need a first down, you need a touchdown, you need eight yards, Cobb can get you those yards, those eight yards. He knows every route that Rodgers loves, and he can run them all. Cobb runs 21 routes, 18 in the slot. He was the main slot guy when he's on the field. Five receptions on six targets for 69 yards. You got to trust him. You got to trust Randall Cobb. It, it it hurts you to say it, but and and Alan Lazard runs 32 routes, only two in the slot, three targets, two receptions. I don't love that at all. I'd take Cobb over Lazard. I'd prefer neither of them if, if I had the choice, to be honest. In fantasy, at tight end, you got to just hold. You just got to hold on Robert Tanyan. The Tanyan game is coming. He's gonna, you're gonna get the big Bob two touchdown game. It's coming down. Seven targets this last week, two receptions for eight yards. You just gotta hold 53 snaps. Nobody's pushing him at the tight end room at all. Nobody's gonna push him. It's DeGuire, it's Mercedes Lewis. Tanyan, man, this week against Cincinnati, no Jair, no MVS. Feels like Big Bob's gonna have a game against Cincinnati, and I'm here for it. Let's go through the rundown quick. But before we go to the rundown, I want to give a shout out. Frank Licatos, the man, he purchased a canister of pre-workout and post-workout from PRBreaker.com. Use the promo code Cody10. He tagged me on Twitter, and he is our October 1st winner. So he's going to be getting a free canister of pre-workout. But you go to PRBreaker.com, use the promo code Cody10. Shout out. Appreciate you guys. Let's go to the rundown, though. Chicago. Justin Fields named the starting quarterback in Chicago. It's a matter of time. We knew this was coming. 
finally exciting. Damian Williams, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert. That's the running back room. David Montgomery looks like he's going to be out for, some people say five weeks, some people say a couple weeks, some say long-term. We'll see what happens, but it's definitely going to be at least be a couple weeks, three-plus weeks. Damian Williams, Khalil Herbert. Everyone went out, spent all their money on Damian Williams when they should have been just getting the value in Khalil Herbert. Damian Williams is already injured. He's already nicked up. It's the same thing with Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell was nicked up in camp. Entered the season injured. Elijah Mitchell ended up getting hurt. He's going to probably be fine. Elijah Mitchell is. But Chicago, Damian Williams is not the guy to go dump all your fab on. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand why people are doing that. We talked about this week number two on Ops. Don't go out and spend money on Elijah Mitchell. Get the guys for free. Damian Williams is one of the guys we mentioned. Go get Damian Williams. He's free. Those are the situations you're looking for. We saw 60% to 40% snap share between Williams and Montgomery in week number two, week number one. That's why you went and got Williams if you have him. I have him in like two leagues. That's it. But Khalil Herbert is now the guy you go get. Now the guy that you go get for a third of the price that Williams is. That's the target. Khalil's got juice. His nickname's the juice. I like I like Kill Herbert over Damian Williams right now for price. If you got Williams for free, I like that. At receiver, it feels like Justin Fields finally unlocked Darnell Mooney. Six targets, five for 125. If that's going to be Fields' go-to guy, I'm riding with him. I'm playing Darnell Mooney going forward as long as Justin Fields is. I'm a big fan of Darnell Mooney. They're playing the Raiders this week. I just got done doing a little TikTok Twitter video on Henry Ruggs. I think this game's going to be a 30-30 football game. I think the Raiders are going to want to come back and, and absolutely blitz the Bears, and I think Justin Fields is finally going to get that opportunity against a kind of banged-up Raiders defense, and uh, I'm here for it. So Darnell Mooney should have another big week. The next guy in line is Marquise Goodwin, Demir Bird, and Marquise Goodwin is running more routes, 11-4 to over Bird, getting twice the snaps, and he's only getting two targets, so I'm not really targeting either of those guys. But at tight end, it's Cole Komet, and it, it's his show. It's his party. We're just here for it. Komet, 52 snaps to Jimmy Graham's 19. Three targets, one reception, six yards. Let's wait for this connection to happen. Komet's going to be just fine. It's probably going to be a 2022 type of thing, more so than anything. To Buffalo, Zach Moss feels like the guy, right? He feels like, all right, they're going to give him the ball. He's going to be the next coming of like a Montgomery. Montgomery, Moss, and Sermon all feel like the same guy to me. Zach Moss, Trey Sermon, David Montgomery, right? They all feel the same. They can all catch a ball if they have to. But they don't love doing it. Montgomery's a little better at it than, than the former. But Singletary gets 14 carries. Zach Moss, 14 carries. They both get one target. Singletary was in for 14 less snaps than Zach Moss was on Sunday. He ran half the routes that Zach Moss did on Sunday, but he looked better. There was a couple runs that Singletary had that looked very strong. I'm not vouching for, for Devin Singletary, but I'm just scared this offense is going to be so potent. They also played Houston that... Josh Allen even, 5 for 41 on the ground. He obviously outproduced both these running backs from a from per-carry standpoint. But to trust either of these guys is going to be very tough for me. I prefer Zach Moss over Singletary. At receiver, though, currently the top three, obviously, Diggs, Sanders, Beasley. After that, Gabe Davis runs eight routes, one target. Jake Kumro, four routes, no targets. And then at tight end, obviously, you know, Dawson, Knox, eight targets, five for 37, couple touchdowns. Dude, is he's turning out to be... The dude that you wanted late. If you didn't get him last week or the week before, hopefully you can still get him because you want him going forward. You want a piece of this Buffalo offense. The same reason you want a piece of that Kansas City offense. I I see you people out there adding Josh Gordon. I know you want a piece of that offense. You want a piece of the Rams offense with Van Jefferson. You want a piece of the Tampa Bay offense. You go get 
Gronkowski went and got Fournette. I see you do the same thing for Dawson Knox. You want a piece of this offense. This offense is going to be potent. I think there's a very good chance they make it to the AFC Championship. This offense is good. Go get Dawson Knox if you haven't already. And the guy behind him is Tommy Sweeney in on a third of the snaps, but he's not doing anything. He's just the next guy in line. San Francisco, this one's going to be very, very interesting because of Kyle Shanahan. He's the worst coach when it comes to coach speak. He says one thing, it's always another. Trey Lance ends up with seven rushing attempts last week for 41 yards on the ground. He ends up with 20 fantasy points in just the second half. If he plays this week against Arizona, it's going to be a party. Trey Lance is going for 30 fantasy points if he plays. I think he's going to play. I don't think Garoppolo is going to be healthy. It's a calf injury. I don't think they really want to press that. If they do, it's not a very good, smart move. At running back, though, Juszczyk ran 58 snaps to Trey Sermon's 39. Sermon had 19 carries, 89 yards of the ground, and zero targets. Juszczyk, 4 for 41 on the ground. I saw Jacob Sanderson started Juszczyk in the league, scored 8.1 fantasy points, and he won the game. Shout out, uh, Jacob starting use check wouldn't say to do that but if you're th- there's worse players to start than kyle use check because he's so important to this offense and especially now with lance he's going to get those dump offs at receiver muhammad sanu is operating as the number three behind samuel and Ayuk. 18 slot routes for muhammad sanu five targets four for 35 sanu has taken that job completely out of trent Sherfield's hands Sherfield ran 11 routes two targets juan jennings four routes one target it's Mohamed Sanu. Am I going to play Mohamed Sanu? No, but he's there, and he seems to be pushing Brandon Ayuk more than we think and more than we wanted. George Kittle injured this week. Had his full workload, 10 targets. Stay patient with George Kittle. He's going to be just fine. Into Tennessee. This is a complete mess, maybe? Um, yeah. So Jeremy McNichols now has a hamstring injury, and Darrington Evans has been designated for return. So everybody went out. Dropped 40%, 30% of Jeremy McNichols. Yikes. And Darrington Evans is going to be back next week. At receiver, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Nick Westbrook, Racy McMath, all did not practice or were limited today. So right now, the two receivers on the team, Josh Reynolds, Chester Rogers. Chester Rogers, six targets, five for 63. Josh Reynolds, nine targets, six for 59. Rogers exclusively in the slot. Reynolds exclusively outside. Westbrook. The guy that everyone was going after last week, eight targets, three for 29. He disappointed. Don't play betas in alpha rules. Reynolds is more of an alpha than Nick Westbrook is, but Reynolds is still a beta. You don't want none of that. Derrick Henry, the big dog, most consecutive 30-plus touch games. Ricky Williams had five in 2002. Emmett Smith had five in 1994. Four games consecutively, a bunch of beasts. Tiki Barber, Larry Johnson, Jerome Bettis, Edron James, Marshall Falk. Three games consecutively. Derrick Henry currently is on a three-game streak with 30-plus touches in each game. He had the same streak in 2019. Now, they go into Jacksonville this week, Buffalo next week, Kansas City after that. Jacksonville, if all these receivers are out, Derrick Henry's guaranteed to get 30 touches. I don't think that's even a question. Buffalo and Kansas City are going to be a real test. Are they going to run him out there more and more? But he's not, But th- this is the thing that coming into the season everybody was scared of. Like He's on this crazy pace. Can he hold it up? And I was like, well, I think he'll be fine because normally he starts the season slow, gives him time to ramp up, get into it, and then by the end of the year, he's going full bore. He doesn't get all these carries early in the season usually. This year he is. That makes me cognizant. I'm I'm a little little afraid on the Derrick Henry front. Uh, in Dynasty, I'm pushing more towards the sell him in the, in the coming weeks, probably after this Jacksonville game, but 
I love me some big dog, and it's going to be hard for me to get off of him. At tight end in Tennessee, Ferkser's the guy. 27 routes in the slot, five targets, three for 23. McCole Pruitt, Tommy Hudson are all are there. They're being a pain in the ass, but uh, the tight ends are going to get used in this offense, period. But Anthony is the dominant one. Tampa Bay, running back, Leonard Fournette, 59 snaps. Giovanni Bernard did not play in this game. Leonard Fournette, 59 snaps. Ronald Jones, 13. 20 carries to 6 carries. 5 targets to 0 targets. Case closed. You weren't even on Ronald Jones, dude. We've been pounding the table all summer. Leonard Fournette is the guy in Tampa. Period. At receiver, it's Antonio Brown, 25 routes, running as the number 3. But he had 11 targets. Out target Chris Godwin. Outperformed Mike Evans. Antonio Brown was two catches away from... He had two opportunities, two deep balls. If you watch this game in the rain, he had a 45-yard touchdown. Slipped right through his hands. Tom Brady put it in the bucket. Another one down the deep sideline. This was a very close game from Antonio Brown being 9 for 120 and two touchdowns. It would have been awesome. So Antonio Brown seems to be the guy in Tampa, despite Mike Evans still producing 7 for 75. Tight end with Gronkowski out. O.J. Howard got a boost in snaps, boost in routes, but he only ran 11 routes on 45 snaps. Cameron Bright, 21 on 49 snaps. Six targets for Cameron Bright, two for 29. The tight end room was uh, abysmal, to say the least, with Gronkowski out. To Washington, Logan Thomas is out, going to miss a couple weeks. He was only in for five snaps before he got injured. John Bates ran 14 snaps, no targets. Ricky Seals-Jones is the guy. We want to wait and see if Sammy's Reyes is going to get elevated to the active roster. That would be interesting. He's a complete athlete, former basketball player. That would be awesome to see. But also Ricky Seals-Jones, he's no slouch. 58 snaps, 24 routes, four targets, two for 19. I think he's going to be a more important piece in this offense than we think. He's going to fit right in that Logan Thomas role. Terry McLaurin, Adam Humphreys, Curtis Samuel, those are your top three. Curtis Samuel, 15 routes to De'Ami Brown's 12. De'Andre Carter, six. De'Andre Carter's a guy to watch. De'Ami Brown comes down with a knee injury. Curtis Samuel, Ben injury prone. Adam Humphreys is there. DeAndre Carter is the next guy in line. Six routes. Don't go add DeAndre Carter. Just watch if it happens. If you need the opportunities, we'll see what happens. At running back, still McKissick, still Antonio Gibson. Jarrett Patterson only in for four snaps. Love Patterson, but we'll see. Taylor Heineke also five attempts, 45 yards on the ground. Let's end it in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts has been on a tear. He started eight career games. And he has nine consecutive games with 10 or more fantasy points on DraftKings. Seems like a dumb stat, but he's also scored 20-plus fantasy points in the last four games, all in 2021. At receiver, Quez Watkins, seven targets. Devonta Smith, 10 targets. Jalen Rager, one target. Quez, 17 slot routes. Greg Ward, 16 slot routes. So Greg Ward's getting a little more action. Quez only had 35 snaps to Jalen Rager's 52. Quez, Devonta Smith, 62. Greg Ward was in for 21. And J.J. Arcega-Whiteside got on the field for a little shark snack. Nine snaps, four routes. Yuck. Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz are splitting these opportunities. It's uh, pretty weird. Dallas Goddard's in for 51. Zach Ertz is in for 35. 34 to 29 in routes. Eight targets for Zach Ertz. Five for Dallas Goddard. Six for 60 for Ertz. 556 for Goddard. They're literally the same guy being used in the same roles. It kind of hurts because those guys, I got a lot of Goddard. You probably had a lot of Goddard too, but I did get a few shares of Zach Ertz at the end of best ball drafts during the summer on underdog shout out underdog fantasy. Go over there. Use the promo code underworld 
Get yourself $10. Go to this weekend. Play some pick'ems. Follow Josh. Go to Josh Larkey on Twitter. He drops great props every single week. Or you can come check out patreon.com for Josh Carpentier NFL. I get you five props of the week. Last week, we were four for six. Making money, baby. Patreon.com forward slash Carpentier NFL. Underdogfantasy.com forward slash Underworld. Now, like I said at tight end, Goddard Ertz pains me to say it. At running back, though, Miles Sanders has been a disappointment. Painful. 43 snaps, 26 snaps for Kenneth Gainwell, seven attempts for Miles Sanders, three attempts for Kenneth Gainwell. 31 yards on the ground for Kenny Gainwell, 13 for Miles Sanders. 29 to 19 in routes ran in favor of Miles Sanders. So you're saying, Cody, all of these opportunities are favoring Miles Sanders. 29 to 19 in routes, 43 to 26 in snaps, 7 to 3 in attempts. Why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because Kenny Gainwell had eight targets, six for 58 in the air, three for 31 on the ground. Miles Sanders, seven for 13 on the ground. Sanders still got three receptions on three targets. Kenny Gainwell has just consistently been outplaying Miles Sanders all season. Week by week, snap share. 66% for Miles Sanders, 67%, 60%, 64%. Kenny Gainwell, 35, 33, 31, 39. They're feeding him the ball. 11 opportunities for Kenny Gainwell, 10 opportunities for Miles Sanders. Now you want to go week by week? Kenny Gainwell, seven red zone touches. Miles Sanders, six red zone touches. Both are top 15 in yards created per touch. Two touchdowns on the season for Kenny Gainwell. Zero for Miles Sanders. One week, one week, Kenny Gainwell finished as a top 10 running back. That was this past week. He finished with 20.9 fantasy points. Miles Sanders has done either of those. He hasn't finished top 10 or scored 20 fantasy points at all this season. He scored 17 in week one. And since then, he was RB40, RB34, and RB43. If you're looking for the next Tony Pollard, that's still a value. The answer is Kenny Gainwell. Even on Ronald Jones, dude. Don't play betas in alpha rules. Don't play betas in alpha rules. You weren't even on Ronald Jones, dude. The answer is Kenny Gainwell.